Shut up and sit down. Happy Friday yet? <laughs> wow, that was an abrupt was ending. Well, yeah, really long intro. Bam. <laughs> well, it's still going. Don't worry, it fades out. So can it can it be Friday yet? It's, no. uh, it's only. It's only I don't know what it's Tuesday today. night. Hell, it's only. It's Wednesday if you're listening to this, and it already feels like it should be Friday. I've had a really long week. Uh, after my long week yes, last week, that was uh Your traveling adventures. Yeah, Ohio for three days and ridiculous amounts of flight time. But you got some good drinks out of it. Uh, yeah. Totally. And you missed the Delta. Can I tell you Freak how out. awesome it is? Okay, so, you know, Utah, 3.2 beer, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I go fly. I'm going to lay over in Detroit and DTW Airport uh, and uh, go to a bar, $6 beers, which is really annoying, but it's an airport. you got to expect that. Two beers, and I'm freaking lit. <laughs> I can drink a six-pack here, a six-pack, and not even get buzzed. Two beers, but and you I made am it on lit. your plane. So you forget that. It's, it's like when you go to Disneyland. Oh no, I don't forget. I I look forward <laughs> to it. <laughs> so and then so this is where it gets really good. So I you know I'm like I'm talking to Bree, you know I'm texting her while I'm at the airport because I got like a three hour layover, which I realized two and a half hours in after like three beers. I could have drove from Detroit to Youngstown, Ohio in the time that I sat in the airport for a layover <laughs> <laughs> for the one-hour flight. I could have yes, already been there. Yes, but then you couldn't have had those beers, so. Uh, well, so but that's where it gets fun. So I get to the hotel. <laughs> the hotel on Monday and Tuesday nights has a 25-cent cocktail hour. So I they have two hours where they make cocktails for 25 cents. I'd have spent five bucks. And it's not like... like <laughs> you would not have. You go to a bar, especially in Utah, you go to a bar, well well, well liquor for whiskey is like fucking bushels or bushnells or fucking Canadian club or some bullshit whiskey. No, Jack and Coke's for 25 cents. Two shots of liquor, one shot of Coke. My birthday is Cinco de Mayo, and I grew up in Michigan. So I am accustomed to starting at 11 a.m., 25-cent margaritas, and they go up 25 cents on the hour. Yeah. Did you know Cinco de Mayo's on Taco Tuesday this year? Is that <gasps> real, or is that just a meme? <laughs> I have to look. Double celebration. That's freaking awesome. That's unbelievable. That's very just, believable. It's just check into that. Make sure that's happening. Taco Tuesday. It's a Friday. Friday. Liar. Taco Friday. I am so disappointed. Sorry. Fish Taco Friday. (laughs) Really disappointed. (laughs) We've been talking to these guys for an hour, and you're just now yelling into the mic. Sorry. Sorry about that. (laughs) Speaking of this, I felt very passionately about being lied to. (laughs) This is the New Utah podcast. Um, This is not Chris's life in shitty Ohio for three days. We are on episode 36. 36. Um, and we have some very special guests tonight. Um, but uh, we'll start with me. I'm Chris. This is really <laughs> all about me. Uh, I am your host. The am, New Chris Podcast. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, I am a Utah native. Not, no, not really. you're not. I'm not you liar. Utah, Utah transplant. It feels like it, though, because I've been here since 99. and I've, No, that's not long enough. I've been to... <laughs> My daughter's been in Utah longer than you. Uh, not well. Yes, Yes, she has. God damn it, she was born before (laughs) I got here. Um, but it does feel like I've been here for a lifetime because I have. I mean, technically, I've been here for a lifetime. 
Um, I've been to almost Who's every lifetime? state. Every state in the union. My daughters. <laughs> I've been here longer than Sean's been alive. That's true. Good. So how about that? Take that shit and just put it right in your mouth. Chew it up. Swallow it down. I have gum. So. I've got some shoe for you, too. <laughs> she you can't. She has gum. You can swallow that. No. And uh, our guests are like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love Utah. I've been to almost every state in the union. I did that little like Facebook, how many states have you been to? I've only like not been to seven. And they're not good states. Although I have well, been. Alaska's a good state. I've been to Alaska. I've been to Delaware, which yeah. is fucking weird. Really? Like, no, there's nothing in Delaware, by the way. Uh, the it's watershed. Nebraska. <laughs> been there. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota. I mean, I haven't been to like West Virginia. I haven't ever stepped foot in West I'm Virginia. I'm sure you're not missing anything. It's green. It's a lot like Alabama, I think. No. <laughs> it's more mountainous. Yes. The same kind of people, though. It's like, it's like <laughs> at the panhandle. It's the panhandle <laughs> of Florida moved close to New York. That's what West Virginia is. <laughs> like, it is some backwoods ass shit. How do you know? How do you know you've uh, never been there? You just said so. I've talked to people from West Virginia. Know. I'm telling you. He's got the Facebooks. <laughs> I do have the Facebooks. Um, that lovely voice is Jeremy. Hello. That claimed I had Facebooks. He is our local urban urban farmer and, and green expert. Beekeeper. Architect. Horticulturist. Architect. Salt Lake City Home Designs. Thank Father. You. Husband. Um, dot com. All around good friend. Dot net. Do you even have a website? Uh, yeah, yes, he does. You, know what that is? you can actually go there and look at his designs for his home. Uh, he's website. busy as shit, but if you need something done, uh, let him know. He'll do it. Absolutely. He doesn't turn any job down. If you want him to design your doghouse, uh, just ask. <laughs> he <laughs> might have it. his daughter, one of his daughters, do it. But you know, I mean, it's a <laughs> doghouse. You can go buy them at freaking PetSmart, but his would be way better and probably cost a lot more. Yes, <laughs> probably match your house. It would. Uh, also, house is from the seventies. As always, my lovely wife Bree. Uh, I was who, putting on lip gloss. Sorry about that. Who has a, a new headset that she bedazzled? I did. I bedazzled she looks it. like an Ed Hardy model. I was jealous because <laughs> Jess's headset is so cool, and I was using Josh's headset, and Josh wants his headset back, and so I looked around for headsets, and Jess found me like the perfect one, but like there were six hundred to like twelve hundred dollars. I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not paying for that shit." Yeah. So yeah. I went on and I bought my own crap. Only, I don't, I'm not sure about the bows yet. They're just still there because I just finished making this. Only there night. was a local company that made headsets. They do. Actually, they don't make very good. They don't make very many cans anymore. Actually, they just sold. And they did just sell for a short ton anyway. of money. They're not so much. So I'm glittery and princessy, even though I hate wondering. being a princess. So, so whatever. Uh, we all, it's not pink. Yes, I hate pink. We also have Jess, as always. Hi. She is... Uh, <laughs> The she, woman of many words. She is a penguin plunge expert. That's not the polar plunge. It was the penguin plunge. You even said so. The same so. thing. Yes, is this so. what it is called? That's what it's called. We're going to talk about it. And she wore she wore one of our paranormal shirts. I was so excited because I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that you played. I so loved her about the it. pants that she wore though. They looked awesome. <laughs> she came out of the water. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Thanks. with us uh, with us today uh, we have guests that we will be interviewing uh, Derek and Jennifer Williamson. Did I get it right? Yep. I'm just going off memory. So. I don't know how good that is at this point in the day, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'm like After seven a few drinks, drinks and some wine. Like and a stuff. bunch of wine, some donuts that clearly have probably wrecked my ability to think properly. And some Sudafed. You good are luck like, sleeping tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Because don't of worry. donuts? When 10.30 hits, I'll be out. Nothing <laughs> nothing stops, nothing him from stops me from sleeping. Nothing stops me from sleeping. There could be a fire, and I'm like, ah, fuck, 
fire department will be here soon enough. <laughs> so true. So true. So, but yeah, they are with uh, Oleo Skin and Beard Company. Um, they they do skin oils and beard oils, which are freaking fantastic. They are members of the Dunford Gang that makes Dunford Donuts, which we've um, eat, I've eaten t- too. Yeah, I really get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't have much for dinner now. <laughs> Me too. I'm glad I had an apple for dinner. Um, but anyway, so they're here with us. They're going to chat with us later and uh, uh, hang out for the news with us. we got a lot to talk about. Holy shit. And events. Two, two fucking weeks in uh, to this ridiculous Cheeto, <laughs> Chester Cheeto being the fucking president. What is that that Lee George Cade calls him? Uh, Cheeto Supremo or something? I, like I don't know, but he's he's like fucking Chester Cheeto on steroids. That's for sure. Because um, Chester Cheetah is cool, and that's he supports cool. Cheetos, which I love. And it's also, incidentally, week two of the uh, state legislature being in uh, session. Week two of the hostage um, situation. I, I thought why. it was just one week. <laughs> no. Haven't we just been in session one week? It started last week, so we're in like the second. Like a week and a half. Yeah, we're in the second week now. Okay, gotcha. Um, some interesting stuff going on there that we'll talk about. But uh, what's going on this week, Jess, um, before I get uh, pissed off? What's, what's going on? Oh, mistress of events. Really? Things. That's, yep. that's, that's, you're just going to leave it at things? I should. It is. Uh, Do dads. I well, should. And so it's, it's, it's start of February. So it's just a, re- just a reminder. Really? It's Super Bowl week. It is. But I, I just want to remind everyone, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, we, if you, if you listen to our show, we talk to the proprietor of Truffle Cottage. And if you don't go fucking order truffles from them, you're an <laughs> asshole. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> they make fucking shoes and all kinds well, of and really they cool make geeky Star shit. Wars and geeky, and, and it is unbelievably good. So go order something from them. Don't fucking go buy a stupid Russell Stover's heart box. Go get some custom shit for your wife from Walmart um, or your husband or your husband. Get look. It's a. It's a. It's not <laughs> guys. Fat assholes like me love chocolate. <laughs> So and and we like Star Wars and we like Star Trek and we like Harry. Do Potter. you like shoes? No. If it's made of chocolate, I'll eat it. I want the uh, shoe. I still no. want the shoe. But there are guys in your life that might have a foot fetish that the shoe is perfect <laughs> for. So you know, think about that. Think local. Um, there's lots of other great local stuff. They're they're just on my mind because I looked at their website again this morning because I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, and I'm really jealous that Jeremy took the last of those vials home. Well, technically his children ate them. I did have another one. Though. Yeah, I don't care if his kids ate them. I'm still jealous that he took them. They were good. <laughs> they, were, they were good. So, Jess, Super Bowl weekend, obviously. Um, Sunday, uh, watch the game, I Okay, guess. you stop talking and you let Jess talk. Nope, he's good. I'm good. Yep. It's on Sunday. That's all anybody needs to know. If you... Want to go to a party and you don't have friends? There are plenty of bars. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Or if you've alienated um, all of them because you're an asshole. Like yeah. you. You can just go. There are plenty of places around town that uh, will be showing the game, I'm sure. Hooters closed. You can't go there. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Bummer. Um, so, girls. But go support a local business. Go to like a, you know, like a. Uh, Green Pig. Green Pig's good. Go to Bar uh, X. Um, Bout Times, great bar to go to. Yeah, Bout Time. It has lots um, of locations. It's a Utah, Utah but it's place. Utah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, what else, Jess? 
Um, we are also celebrating, can you believe it has been 15 years since the Olympics graced Salt Lake City? <gasps> Holy no cow. way. Aren't this we week. Up for another uh, bid or something? Two, yes, I believe uh, so. Wasn't it 2000 Olympics? No, no. it was the 2002. 2002. See, I, yep. that was college. I don't remember <laughs> details. I made the mistake of... It was an amazing of, two weeks. It, it was really freaking cool. I, I do remember things that I did during that time. But there's a lot of things that I did, and I'm, they're a little <laughs> hazy. <laughs> so. Well, we're in a very fortunate place that all of our venues are working, and you can in take use. advantage yeah. of them, and they're super fun. Go up and do I got to say, we did a good job with our Olympics, and uh, as opposed to some of the other countries that have had no poop in our Olympics. water. It was it was scary, but not though. just that. But I mean, we. We use all of our venues. Well, and it was scary, though, because if you remember the year the, the Olympics were here, snow came late. Yeah, it did. Like, really late. Uh, that was uh, that was scary. They were wondering if they were even going to be able to do it because they couldn't even make enough snow up in, in some of the resort areas. So um, there's plenty of fucking snow this year. It's amazing. Uh, it's, it's been really and my nice. first time having snow at Sundance. It was pretty cool. Really? Yep. The last four years, there hasn't been snow. Wow. Wow. So... Um, there's a couple of other really cool events that are happening this weekend. Um, one is super time sensitive. If you want a ticket, uh, they stop selling them Wednesday the 1st. It is the 2017 Regency Romance Ball. And you might be like, why are you talking about this? I am amazed that there is a Jane Austen Society. <laughs> Here in Jane. The Jane, yes. So they're holding their seventh annual Regency Romance Ball on Friday at the Little America, which includes costumes, period dancing, dinner, entertainment, um, card tables. Uh, it's $90 per person or $172 per couple. Um, but it, I just thought it was really cool and really unique. That's a cool event. That That's is cool. Cool event. That's uh, one of my favorite people. And Little America is awesome. So I've never been there. So do they still have as good of a brunch as they used to before Grand? Well, I haven't been there for in? a while, but I don't know. I'm usually I so. cooking. Yes, at my brunch. We went to a Thanksgiving brunch uh, a few years ago, and it was amazing. I was just wondering because when Grand because when Grand America good. moved in. That you brunch know, is good. I, I kind of figured they might have really just. I really like them, Little America's. Stuff better. I feel like it's more accessible. Where Grand America is kind of hoity-toity, and I hate a, their pink chandeliers. It's a really <laughs> slow-moving Vegas buffet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. We did have brunch at Market Street though uh, with our friends, and that was unbelievably good. Good. Nothing like a seafood omelet. Um. Bears I had vision ears. chips, Jess. We what? I had vision chips, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad experience with fish and chips in Scotland. Um, She's like, I got so, carp. They just they no. Left it's the called scales it's on. called haddock. Actually, it's, I know what haddock is. Well, they gave her some I of that salted that. cod from like Sweden. Gavilta. <laughs> uh, yeah, gavilta well, yeah, fish. Yeah. Um, so on Monday at the U of U, uh, in the film and media arts department, they are having an event, um, where some of the elected tribal officials of the Utah Diné will be there to celebrate Bears Ears. Um, this is a great opportunity if you're not really aware of what's going on, what's, 
what they're really doing down there, why this is important, um, you can go to this event um, and hear from actual native native leaders uh, from seven to nine. And uh, we'll post that address. It's three seven fifty five or three, I don't even know. I can't even read my writing. So I will. Uh, I'll post that address. But it's just a great opportunity if you don't know really what it's about and how it's affecting people. And, and let me throw this out there: if if you want to support Bears Ears, um, go ahead and and talk to your local congressman. Send them a letter. Call them. Call their office is actually the best way to do it, and tell them to go fuck themselves with regards to HCR O one one, which is the resolution to get uh, the Cheeto to uh, stop or reverse the Bears Ears. I'm sure stop calling Cheeto because I really love Cheetos. That's true. <laughs> they are good. He's a pumpkin headed butthole. If there I you remember go. correctly. I did hear somebody call him the piss cotton candy head. Oh, there <laughs> yeah, we there go. Because I'm all for cotton that. candy, but not piss cotton candy, so we're good with that. There we go. So, so speaking of the douche, douchebag supreme, I'm not done. Okay, so we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's not that important. What else we got? Going no, on? he's not. Nope. It's okay. We can we can talk about news. It's okay. No, what no, else? What else you got? No, go ahead. We, we want to know. Real big Don't fish. F- real big fish. Is <gasps> I love real fish. Are there tickets available? Yeah, twenty seven dollars at the depot on the Seriously? sixth. Seriously, how the fuck are there still tickets available? For and for twenty seven anti flag on on what? Anti flag's awesome. On the on the sixth. Yep. I love real big fish. Uh, me too. So good. They follow me on the Twitter. You're so good. That's awesome. I'm writing this down, not for show notes, but for myself. You guys can. <laughs> Aren't you glad I stopped off. you talking about Trump? Yes. yes. <laughs> Anything else? Nope. All right. Now, fucking Trump. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so, two weeks, right? The 20th? Was it the 20th, 22nd? 20th. I don't fucking know. It's been two weeks, basically. Not quite. Um, more or less. We're actually a, a, a couple days shy of two weeks. Ten days. That son of a bitch. <laughs> so I know I said a that's few. That's kind because that's saying that that I, I don't know. I feel like bitches even have better children than him. Well, yeah, they, <laughs> this is true. This is true. And they wanted to stay for news. So <laughs> here's the thing. Like I know I said, like, well, let's wait and see, right? Because he's always said he's going to run as a conservative, run as a Republican, because that's how he's going to get the nomination. And I said, look, I bet a bunch of his shit was just bullcrap rhetoric so he could get elected. He's not really that fucking crazy. Uh, no, no. He sure is. Uh, the number of executive orders that he's passed have absolutely signaled how fucking crazy he is. Now, I will say this. In, in some semblance of defense for the jackass, um, he has been doing things that he said he would do. Whether he, <laughs> whether he's capable and they're legal or not does not fucking matter to him. But an executive order is a signature. It's not anything. Well, it, it is, but you're right. It's, it's not anything in a lot of cases. In some cases it is. And some of the stuff that he's done, grant you is not unprecedented like freezing all the shit that's out there right now that's normal when a president takes over they freeze all the policies they freeze hiring yeah but do they normally just shut down and say hey you can't talk to the press anymore douchebags uh man that first did you guys watch any of that first press conference that he did (laughs) so the first actual press conference trump was in was the joint one with with the uh the the was the prime minister from the uk yeah i think so yeah Um, and there was a UK reporter that basically asked him, like, all right, you know, why are you so crazy, more or less? Uh, but in, I 
I mean, it was in a very no. It was a good question. Yeah, yeah like, English, it, she can she, make anything. And he did just, it in a very nice, like, very specific way. Too. He jokingly said, listed a bunch of things that he has done and things that he's chosen to do and platforms that he ran on, and basically asked why. And Trump's response, jokingly, was. That's a question that you let in, isn't it? Pointing at the British Prime Minister. And then didn't answer. And then didn't fucking answer and just moved on. He hasn't answered anything. No. Why would you expect it to change? No, and, you know, Sean Spicer is a douchebag, but I feel sorry for the guy because he's given this line that he's got to fucking follow. Yeah, but he's pretty passionate about following it. Well, he is a... He doesn't seem like he has any trouble following it. He's a freaking racist piece of shit, but... That's that's besides the point. So is everyone else Trump's putting into place. Uh, so, real quick, some news tonight. Um, this is the first time I know of this happening. Uh, primetime news, like 6 o'clock our time, 8 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Trump holds a press conference to announce his nominee for the Supreme Court, who then gives a speech. What does that ever fucking happen that a I nominee for the Supreme Court happen, gets announced in primetime news at a press conference and then gives us like an acceptance speech for the nomination. Like he's not, he's not even freaking. Never mind. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like that's the kind of shit, like this is the person that's nominated. This is when their confirmation hearings are going to be. No, he had a freaking press conference. Like it, like it's a giant spectacle. Everything this whole is a thing has been a giant spectacle. Him. What's a confirmation hearing? Seriously, I mean, right now, not much. Not much. They're not. Uh, if you Although watch, DeVos, if you watch them, DeVos might not be. Yeah, thank God confirmed. that dumbass that doesn't know a fucking thing about education. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's never been a fucking school teacher. Her kids have never gone to public school. She They've hasn't got, gone. To she's a billionaire. To kids school. went to private school their whole lives. She championed charter schools where she was at previously. She's never, ever had real experience with public schools. And she's going to be the secretary of education. Are you fucking serious? Might as well put Mia Love in charge of that shit. She's going to get rid of it. <laughs> but I, I want to bring this, speaking of Mia Love, back around to Utah a little bit. So one of the things that Trump did, and, and this is probably the first one that's really gotten him in, in, into trouble, is the executive order he pushed out late Friday night um, last week that said uh, bans from seven countries. No one's coming into the country. Doesn't matter if you have a green card, a visa, doesn't fucking matter. If you're from one doesn't of matter if your wife's having a baby. You are not allowed in the U.S. And so people were, this happened while they were on planes. They get brought into airports, get put back on planes, get stuck in airports. Like there's that show that Tom Hanks did. Was it Tom Hanks? Oh, yeah. Where he's stuck in the airport. Where he's stuck in the airport because his country's in a civil war and doesn't exist. The U.S. doesn't recognize his passport. Kind of that situation, but on a much larger scale. Well, even in Salt Lake, which is technically an international airport because we have like flights to fucking Japan and... France, I think. Paris, Paris, London, Mexico City. Yeah, a few international flights. Not a lot, but we had protesters there. There were protesters in New York and Seattle and in LA. Any place that has major international airports. Even in fucking Dallas, Fort Worth, there's big protests. Antarctica. Yeah, Antarctica. I mean, up in, uh, up in Alaska. Like, unbelievable that this shit's going on. Now, thankfully, like I said, this is the first time that he's done something that, that truly is you know, really out of the scope of what a president's even capable of. So we already had, as of Saturday, um, a whole bunch of federal judges start putting uh, stays on his order, saying, uh, no, these people can come in. But it's already caused so much havoc. I mean, there are other countries have put bans on Americans going to their countries, which has actually stranded people Well, and the, the big outside of where they're trying to go because now, like, there were some 
I think basketball players or something that were playing mm-hmm. that couldn't, they were on vacation and they couldn't get back to the country. Well, they so they're losing money. There are people who were trying to get back to their families, like a woman having a baby. There's uh, students that are trying to get back. There's people a, who legitimately belong where uh, they need to be going and can't get there. On a larger scale. I mean, truthfully, what this is is fuel for terrorist organizations. You know, the, this kind of action from the leader of a country is fuel for an ISIS, for an Al-Qaeda, for any number of other terrorist-type organizations to recruit. See, look, they hate Muslims. One of the other interesting things that that has kind of been less profound in, in some of the press, which is interesting to me, uh, none of the seven countries um, are ones that Trump does business with. Nope, not Saudi Incidentally, Arabia. Incidentally, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and a few other countries where he does a lot of business, where 9-11 bombers came from, were a lot like Saudi Arabia is lousy with terrorist recruitment. Uh, not on that list at all. Uh, and because of course, then he wouldn't be able to keep doing business. So, and I kind of he's get, not monitoring because his sons are. I do kind of get the Saudis because, I mean, we do have this weird relationship with the Saudis. We have air bases and we yeah, have a lot of rights there. we have there, one but, with Iran too. And he's yeah, but we don't have air bases in Iran. We don't have air bases in Sudan. St- um, so, I, I mean, there's there's something to be said about that, but just insane. So I'm glad to see judges taking action. Then last night he fires the acting attorney general because she says, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't fucking fight this. This is not a legal thing that you just did. It's, it's an illegal thing. And so he fires her and puts someone else in place until crazy ass racist sessions gets, you know, approved for the position. So the president of our country fires somebody who knows how to read the constitution. Yep. Well, yeah. And, and that's the attorney general's job, right? It's not to back whatever the president says well, necessarily. I, have but you to, seen her confirmation hearings where? They're grilling her, saying, Those "Will you questions. stand up yeah, against the president? Said, Will you stand up against Obama and his, you know, his outlaw techniques and things?" And, and she's, "Yes, and I what, will." And what she said is, "If the if my job as Attorney General is to uphold the law and the Constitution of the United States, if I find that an action is in violation of that, I will go after that." And. You know, now she's out of her job. Now, to be fair, she was an Obama attorney general. Like she came from the Obama administration, uh, but still, at the same time, that's never happened that I know of that an attorney general general has been fired like that. Uh, with a week, he's in office and he does that shit. Absolutely freaking batshit crazy. Um, but the protests. But it's just all phony news. Yeah. Fake. Yeah. Fake, dude. <laughs> CNN's a uh, fake news site. <laughs> Uh, but the protests were, were impressive. Um, I mean, Utah had a pretty big turnout. Um, you know, 6,000 people showed up at, at, uh, Capitol Hill for opening day of the legislature, which was not the same as the women's rights protest the day after the inauguration. Um, 6,000 people at the Utah state Capitol is insane. It's one of the biggest, the, the Utah Highway Patrol said they think it might have been the biggest protest there. That says something. Um, now, there were some stories of uh, some of the aides and stuff saying that, uh, well, they don't really care. They don't pay attention to the protesters. But you could hear they them. They don't pay attention to their constituents. Yeah, you could hear them. Uh, you could hear them. And, and that makes a, that's a big presence. I mean, 6,000 people in, ca- in the Capitol is no small task. Our Capitol building's not that big. So, with, and it was peaceful here. I mean, there was very little actual confrontation that occurred. So, um, very good stuff, but worth mentioning. Um, 
other stuff politically going on. So Utah State Legislature is in session, and and I do want to talk specifically about Utah. Um, so one of the things out there right now is medical marijuana. Um, it's, again, up in front of the state legislature. I don't know that it's actually been formally put up, but it will be. Um, I was kind of. I was under the impression they weren't going to talk about it. This that they're not going to bring it in until 2018. I had heard that they might consider uh, authorizing research. Well, Lieutenant Governor Cox, Lieutenant Governor Cox said that they were going to try and bring it up this legislative session. I don't. I kind of skimmed through the bill. So, by the way, anyone that's actually interested in this stuff, you can go to le. Utah.gov, and you can actually see all the legislature stuff. You can actually see bills that have been introduced in committee and on the House and Senate floors. Um, you can track bills so that you can, you know, if you're interested in two or three different things, you can you can actually track them, um, add them to a little tracker. It's a really cool site. It's a lot of information to go through, though, uh, but it's a good way to actually see what this shit says. You can see who's sponsoring um, can, so that you can contact them. Or Yeah, you can see who's sponsoring. Um, you can contact your own rep, and then you'll have a piece of legislation to rep- to, to to reference. Because keep in mind, you know, even in Utah, if you call your rep and say, "Hey, can you vote no on HCR zero one one for this reason?" Now they know what to go look at. They may not know that HCR zero one one is the bullshit bill to get beers ears bears ears repealed. Um, but now they know that because you're able to reference the the, the actual legislation. Um, but so one of the things that, that might come up is, is, uh, medical marijuana. And there was an interesting read, um, out there about the Utah Medical Association saying that they don't want medical marijuana. They actually are tired of hearing the term medical marijuana because it hasn't gone through proper testing. Well, part of the problem and why it can't go through proper testing is because the DEA has it, you know, uh, illegal. It's illegal. It's, it's a narcotic. It's a, it's, it's not even a, a, a pharmaceutical. So you can't do a lot of studies and testing on it. Um, Let's go down to Mexico. Yeah, but then the FDA is <laughs> not going to accept those studies is the problem. Um, so unlike, say, prescription opioids, which go through all that testing, even though they're just fucking pure synthetic heroin, um, you know, marijuana is kind of left out there in this nebulous area. And they say there's no categorical proof. It's all testimony. But that's all you got to go off of. And I'll tell you from personal experience, not me smoking marijuana, but seeing other people, it works. Well, I got into a huge discussion slash argument with my ultra conservative asshole of a boss. <laughs> he, he, he really is. He's, he's a conceited jerk who, who thinks that his kids don't hear swear words and, and anyway, <laughs> about this whole, um, you know, medical marijuana. And I said, well, what about, Heroin. What about legalized heroin? Well, I just choose not to take that. I said, so then choose not to take marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) Just because it becomes legal doesn't mean you have to use it. Beer is legal. I don't like it, so I don't drink it. But I don't care if other people drink it. And he just, he said, well, no, other things can do the same thing and the synthesized version and yada, yada, yada. It's, but that's not, been the case that I've heard of is that a synthesized version of marijuana does that same has the same effect on things as actual marijuana. But it all needs to go through the proper testing, so we know. Right. Well, and you know, I'm I'm actually fine with that. But in order to be able to test it for universities to test it and things, it has to be legal. Because like right now, we can't test it. It's illegal. 
So I had heard that the, our legislature was thinking about trying to pass a law to make it at least legal to test. Yeah, that that's not going to happen. And, and right. I, but I mean, at least I, I, mean, st- I still try. say I still say this. The state of Utah will be one of the last to even allow medical marijuana strictly because of the fact that they have an excuse and that the federal government considers it illegal. It's still We're a controlled substance. On the wrong side um, of history. And, and there's questions, you know, what Trump's going to do with it. Um, you know, he didn't really talk about it too much in his campaign, so maybe he'll just leave it alone and leave Obama's, you know, executive directives in place. But a little bit that I heard, he's dead set against it, and it's not going anywhere with him. Well, so really, what it boils down to is he's going to have to sign an executive order that says DEA start enforcing it again. Because uh, a few years back, I mean, after California passed it, and a bunch of other states started passing it. Their biggest problem was the DEA coming in and raiding legal dispensaries in these states, and Obama said, mm, DEA, stop doing that, because that's one of the powers of the executive branch is that enforcement arm. And he said, well, you know, if the Senate, you know, if the House and the Senate aren't going to actually pass some kind of legislation, uh, I can just take out enforcement. So that would be something that Trump would have to do, uh, is to start enforcing that again. I think if you saw that, you, you would start to see this this move up to the Supreme Court if you started to see enforcement, especially Maybe in that's states what it needs. in states like Colorado and Washington that are seeing huge profit gains from taxation of this stuff. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of reason for them to keep it legal uh, and to not deal with the DEA busting up their legal dispensaries. Maybe so. that would be a good thing. Maybe one good thing to come from Trump would be for him to enforce that and cause people to actually fight to. Say no. This needs to be. This needs to. This federal law needs to change so that this can't happen anymore. Yeah, I th- I, there's going to be a lot of that happening. I think. Um, so we'll talk. We're going to talk some very Utah centric stuff now, and we'll kind of probably breeze through a lot of this just for for time reasons. But uh, so the Boy Scouts of America, uh, I think it was today. Um, said they've changed their stance on transgender kids yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. Uh, so yesterday said, um, you know what? Times have changed. Uh, the birth certificate's not a great indicator anymore of of gender, and uh, we're fine with transgender kids. You know, so if we have a transgender boy that wants to be in the Boy Scouts, there's no reason that they can't. Um, so the LDS Church released a statement, of course. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I mean, the LDS Church we we talk about it because we're in Utah, but they are also the biggest contributor to the Boy Scouts of America. Monetarily, they are bigger than any other organization. The national headquarters for the Boy Scouts is here in Utah. And it's here for that reason, because the LDS Church is a huge contributor. Now, Boy Scouts of America is associated with a church 99% of the time. There are a few uh, troops out there that are non-denominational or or atheistic, essentially. Um, But the vast majority are all very, very Christian-oriented. their, their statement was pretty broad in general, but I thought it was interesting uh, just to see that that change from the Boy Scouts again. They've took a lot of flack over the last few years. They've taken a ton of flack, um, you know, with the gay leaders, gay scouts, you know. So this is a step in the right direction for them as an organization. Um, it might be too little too late. Uh, but the Mormon Church, uh, of course, is their statement's pretty pretty broad right now she basically just says well we'll we'll look at it and it's always been a good organization in the past but uh we need to protect our religious rights and 
I think the Boy Scouts has given them the religious organizations the latitude to organize it the way they choose, though, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. They've kind of given them a lot of that control. And I imagine, I mean, it's not like you see non-LDS kids going to an LDS board house for their... Uh, in, in the state of Utah, absolutely. I did. All the time. So we have, I we were lucky enough, I'm Catholic, go to a, a parish, and we had a Boy Scout organization within the parish, and so all the non-LDS kids always... Yeah, but you see that, especially to, to the Catholic especially in version. smaller communities. Like here in Salt Lake Valley, it's probably not as, as prevalent. You have other options. True. But you get into smaller communities, you go out to like a Spanish Fork or a Nephi or, you know, St. George, and, and that's what you have. You True. have Mormon troops. And so they still allow their people in, but, you know, you're getting the, the Mormon piece with it. So not that that's always bad. They don't. My experience with scouts was not that they drill God into your head 24-7. Um, they just tried to instill a lot of those good moral values that come with it. So Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Boy Scouts, and actually them doing this is a little bit more of a reason to support them because for a while there I kind of didn't want to. Yeah, I'm still not in favor of them. They can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they can support the Girl Scouts because they support gay people. They are awesome and they make good cookies. cookies. What are because the, women are way better than men. What do the, what do the Boy Scouts ever make for me? Sometimes they sell those really <laughs> shitty chocolate bars. Fuck that. At least the Girl Scouts that are made out cookies. of sawdust. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> they're so bad. They're so bad. Or those shitty coupon books that don't work for anything. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I'm going to burn through some stories. Jeremy might want to say something about North Salt Lake. So there's that area in North Salt Lake with landslides. Uh, there's more soil movement. Well, you know, part of the part of the thing with this is they've tested it in the past. Why would it change? Why would it be any different? So in the past, it's been tested and proved that the soil is bad. Well, that's why they bought, like after that one house got uh, basically destroyed, they bought up most of the property and leveled it all because of the right. landsliding. Um, I This story just makes me think, Oh, you dumb fucks that live on South Mountain next to the gravel pits. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's amazing. They're making this half gravel because it's lousy soil, but your house is on this side. Is there something magically different? Yeah, no. 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 Well, I know what's crazy is like at the point you've got that huge gravel pit, and this is kind of the same thing in North Salt Lake. This is the area where it's at. Yeah. It's you've got these beautiful like half million to two million dollar homes up on the hill, and right below them is a gravel a pit gravel gutting pit. the side of the mountain. Because it's nothing but sand. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> like <laughs> that house is going to eventually. Nothing. It's on a mountain. <laughs> but, but the developer did due diligence and, and did the soils tests, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. I'm sure he did. Uh, this is, this is a cool story. Um, I'll just touch on it briefly. Uh, the Utah Jazz, um, and the Vivint Arena ownership has now been transferred into a legacy trust, a perpetual legacy trust by the Miller family. So this is, this basically means the Utah Jazz will never leave Utah. It was really interesting that the NBA allowed this. Um, by putting it in a trust like that, it's really hard to sell the team. Like selling the team elsewhere, moving the team elsewhere becomes near impossible. Uh, so that's, that's a big deal. That means that that, that basketball team's going to be here for a very long time. Um, there's also some, some family tax benefits. So if people die, like when Larry H. Miller died, um, there was a, there was a pretty hefty tax that they had to pay in, in part of his estate, uh, when they settled it out because the jazz are part of that. But when it's in a family trust, 
uh, if a family member dies, the, the trust is still there. The trust doesn't get taxed the same way. Um, but I, that's really cool. Cause I mean, for as weird as we are in Utah, I mean, basketball's huge here. It's enormous. You got the junior jazz. I mean, everyone plays basketball, but me, it seems like. Cause basketball's dumb. <laughs> that's why I don't play it. <laughs> I can run up and down a court and play shitty hoops. Scores of a hundred plus points a game don't interest me. So I'm not playing a video. Just game. tell it like it is, babe. <laughs> but it, it's cool. I thought it was. I thought it was cool to. to but the to Jazz are a Utah institution. Uh, yes, they are. They are. They are. Um, all right. I want to talk about a, a few things with uh, Utah education. Actually, uh, let me talk about this solar device thing first. So this is a cool little story. Um, so we used to do the Kickstarter stuff. We still do on occasion. Um, and one of the things that we look for is inventive stuff coming out of Utah. Utah's full of technological wonders, full of inventors. Um, we got the U of U with their engineering department that comes mm-hmm. out with amazing stuff. You've got all the time. a great, you know, business department at BYU mm-hmm. um, for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> it's a good business department. It's a great business school. That's why we have so many MLMs in Utah County. Um, Don't be knocking shit just to knock it. <laughs> Uh, but this is a guy that created a uh, solar cell phone battery charger thing. I don't know for better. Now it's tied to like survival kits, but fuck, I think it would be an awesome toy to just have. Like it's a it's a battery backup for your phone or your tablet or whatever, but it has a solar panel on top of it that charges even in dim light. And in full sunlight, will charge fully in in three to four hours. It says um, they made more than seventy one thousand on Indiegogo. That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good deal with with prototyping stuff. So I mean, that means that they're they're well on their way now. They've kind of successfully kickstarted themselves more or less. Indiegogo is just another type of crowd crowdsource funding uh, place. It's a cool device, um, and they're looking to retail it for a little over a hundred dollars. Hundred and fifty. Yeah, which is I think fantastic. Yeah, I mean it's right up there with the ones that you plug into the wall, and this one. Yeah, and so require that the whole angle from this one is you put this in like your car survival kit because a lot of people don't think about it. Your phone's a lifeline if you are out hiking, camping, uh, you know, driving out in Arches National Park. You're, there's still cell service a lot of times, at least emergency cell service in a lot of those areas. Uh, and if your phone's dead. Then you're stuck there. So are you. But if you can, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. if you can stick it on a solar, you know, a solar charged battery cell, you've got that lifeline a lot of the times, and that that can mean the difference between life and death. If you're up in, you know, <laughs> off of uh, whatever one of those high peaks is down there in Utah County, <laughs> like up in Tempanogos or whatever, uh, and you get stuck, happens all the damn time. Um, you call with your cell phone. How many scout troops get lost every summer? We don't care because they accept transgender and gays now. <laughs> uh, I thought it was cool. It was really cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, a great <laughs> idea. Um, and uh, they seem to be doing well. So I think it's support. cool. I kind of want one, even though I don't really need one because I never go out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I want one, even though I'm a vampire. Pretty much. Um, I don't drink blood, though. Yeah, but you could put out it out in the sun. Well, I could put out. You could put out. <laughs> yeah, you could put out. You know, whatever. This show's taking a twist, but you could put it out. I in could the put sun. it out in the sun, and I could stay in the shade. All right. What's next? Um, school school stuff. So I want to talk about. Uh, Bree actually found this one. Uh, 
I found the other one too. Um, yeah, but this is the one I want to talk about that no one knows what I'm talking about when I say this. Uh, so, um, in Harriman, uh, Harriman Elementary School, uh, the principal. Is this by your kids' school by any chance? Dead daybreak, but yeah, that's out. It's out there. It's kind of out by Greg. Um, Anyway, so students at Harriman Elementary, um, the principal banned um, football and soccer at recess because he was seeing poor sportsmanship. He was seeing poor behavior essentially from the kids. Um, Now, that doesn't bother me. I think that's fine if you're seeing that kind of stuff. What's really cool to me, uh, first off, is if you read this article and they have like sixth graders being quoted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like this one, <laughs> if we ban football and soccer, then we may as well ban school altogether. Says <laughs> sixth grader awesome. Henry <laughs> Henry Watson. Watson. <laughs> you go, uh, Henry. So you're kind of in the mind of a sixth grader right out of the gate. But they actually put together a petition in their school and got people to sign it. Uh, they took it to um, they they. Uh, launched a safety campaign. This is the, when I say they, I mean this is the kids, the kids at the school. I mean, I'm sure parents were helping and stuff. I'm but. sure there was some teacher involvement, but this is the kind of thing that like really teaches kids about. Civics. This is what gives you hope for your future. So Watson, instead of being as a, a a trip like Trump and just being all whiny and cry and then I don't want to talk to you, they went okay. The only way we're going to fix this is by acting. In a more adult, reasonable so, manner. I'd like to quote Watson again. <laughs> he says, I like that the principal was trying to keep us safe, but the principal can't do everything. Which is true. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Good job it's true. That, it's, sixth uh, grader, that, that kid, You're man, He, I don't know how they found him. But, uh, but <laughs> what's cool to me is that they didn't take this to the principal. They took this to the community council, essentially Harriman City Council, and said, hey, this is bullshit. <laughs> us fucking sixth graders. Exactly. Us fucking sixth graders. We, we, we Watson. We want to play soccer. From no if one. we can't play soccer, <laughs> Harriman thugs. We're not. We're not fucking going to school if we can't play soccer and football. Because <laughs> we might as well just not we're, have school. We're gonna stage a walkout. <laughs> I did that in middle school, but that's a different story for a different day. Yes, but it is. We're gonna stage a walkout. No, but and and it really kind of won the principal over. So they're uh, creating. They're gonna produce the video. Um, but they're I think actually, they I think they're gonna make a nice change because they're, they're, they're aware now that they were acting inappropriately. So they know that they have to change mm-hmm. their behavior and they are going to make it so that future kids know that they can't get away with that shit. Yeah. And I mean, one of the kids, um, Chris, Pro- or Ethan Probst. Yeah. You just wanted to name him Chris. Name. Uh, but you know, one of the last things that he says here is instead of just whining about it, we actually did something to get it back. So <laughs> that's really inspiring to me. Uh, to see uh, kids, especially that age. I mean, we're in sixth grade is is not old and definitely not mature. Um, to see them kind of do something like this is really cool it's to cool. me. Yeah, uh, I I loved it. That's why I kind of sent it, it out to you guys. I there there you is some inspiration in there that, that all is not lost. There, there's there is, hope. <laughs> there is hope for children. Um, so talking about sixth graders, um, Canyon School District. Um, so the state of Utah passed some new requirements. Well, Derek, this is insanity. It's like stomping grounds for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the state of Utah passed a couple requirements for classes, um, basically trying to standardize some of the education. Um, let's see. One of them was for sixth graders to take a full year of career and college awareness, and then I think 
eighth graders have to take uh, digital literacy. Digital literacy, which is essentially a computer basics course, from from what I could gather from reading this article. Um, so the Canyon School Board was basically trying to get waivers to not do some of that stuff. Um, so the big concern here is this: parents are concerned that adding those two as required courses. Um, basically cuts into the time for these middle schoolers of being able to take arts classes. So seminary. Yeah. <laughs> seminary is one of them, but you know, the parents aren't going to let you give up seminary. So you got to give up band or you got to give up dance or you got to give up got to give up Spanish or you got to give up, you know, your, your painting class. So that's a real concern. Um, I do think the computer basics course is fantastic. I would actually much rather see an eighth grader take that than that be a requirement in high school, to be I perfectly took honest. Typing with you. when I was that age on a real typewriter. Yeah, exactly. I did too. <laughs> we had computer labs, but that's because I lived in a mining community with lots of public and education money. Because <laughs> um, when, when Jeremy and I were kids, computers were not in your home. You're nope. not fucking 20 years older than me. No, but you did have computers in. I, I had computers. I had computers in second grade because I lived in a community right. funded by but mining. Still, like I didn't have a computer in my house till I was married. Oh, I didn't either. Because I'm old. Well, yes, I got you out, did. Until I got out of You're high school. You're not even married yet. I didn't have a computer growing up, though. <laughs> uh, that's true. I like living in sin, folks. <laughs> Catholic Church does not approve, but fuck them. They give me beer anyway. Uh, so I, I kind of get that argument. Um, I actually think that this class for sixth graders is weird. It struck me as an odd course. What kid in sixth grade really should be taking a career in college? I feel like um, they should be swapped. Awareness. Well, I, I feel like, like I get eighth graders taking, I feel like that career in college awareness course should be a high school course that's mandated. Like, just like I, I think a financial, like budgeting course should that be a mandatory. Took? Yeah, in high school. Because I don't think kids get that in in the home very often, um, and and I think that the the career and college awareness course is good, but that to me says yeah like eighth grade or or ninth grade, because that's when it matters. Because guess what? What you do in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade does not fucking matter to a college. No. What you do in ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth absolutely does. Yep. Uh, and so you kind of need to know that going in. But if you get that in sixth grade, you're not going to remember in seventh grade. You don't give a crap. You still don't even know that girls are hot yet. Yes, you. You just want to play football and soccer when you're in sixth grade. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. What's the point of going to school? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So there's a lot. I mean, this was like uh, this was like wee hours of the morning type meeting where this stuff happened. They had a completely packed room full of people for and against these uh, waivers. So well, yeah. I mean, it involves getting waivers for. For the school to not well, be compliant with the rest of the state, essentially, and part of, part of what it is is they're going to have to change the way the days are structured to incorporate these. Like they might have to expand the day from a six period to an eight period day to incorporate these courses. Well, they're not necessarily expanding the day; they're shortening each period in order to give them another period of yeah, which takes away from math and science and. History and you know the important Sorry. shit that creates people that but it's think only, better than Donald Trump. It's only Trump. sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Nobody cares about that shit. Well, that's the reading level Donald Trump speaks to. <laughs> Those sixth graders are way too smart for Donald that's Trump. True. They know how to get things done it, in a diplomatic, interesting adult manner. Most uh, tremendously huge, yeah. <laughs> bigly, bigly, very bigly. 
I still don't know if that's actually what he's trying to say. Bigly is an big actual league. word. Yeah. I think he, I can't tell if it's bigly or big league. Big no. league. But that's, yeah, that's big? just it. Like the way he says it, you can't, it's like hard to tell which. Chew? Yeah. Yeah, everything's big league to him. Yeah, it's big huh. league. It's going to be big league. It's going to be huh. huge, unlike his hands. No. See, I don't like his ratings. <laughs> yeah, I don't get the whole hand thing. I really don't care what the size of his hands are. It just really bothers me. You know why? I've seen the memes with the squeeze box. You know why it's and a thing? So you, you, we can't hear you, by the way. When you go, I know. Shut up! I'm, I'm squeeze boxing. <laughs> yeah, but you gotta leave your mic Shut close up. to your mouth when you pull it away. Kiss uh, my grip. So, <laughs> I <laughs> that dates you. <laughs> No, well, not quite that. So old, here's but here's why she say. says something like that. So every year I get her a new uh, page a day calendar for her for her office, <laughs> and this year's calendar was butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Uh huh. And, and it's, other country it's sayings. Other country sayings. So so it's shit like kiss my grits. And so she sees this and she's like, oh, I got to incorporate that into daily speak. <laughs> well, I didn't really see that one, but that does inspire me to, <laughs> to speak like an old lady, old Southern lady. Um. All right. Well, I think that's enough for tonight. Um, I don't want to get into this other stuff. It's not that important. Unless you guys have something really, really crazy. Really crazy? No. No, just the state of the world. It's very saddening. So we should have ended on... We did end on a good note with yeah. football and soccer. Well, not really. That's not what we ended on. Well, if you guys want to end on a good note, Real Salt Lake... Uh, <gasps> Real- Real Salt Lake starts in March. I'm going to get my tickets next week. <gasps> uh, Are they sending them to us? Yeah, on my f- my Flash Sheets account. They're going uh, completely we don't digital. Get, that's right. We don't get paper tickets. I didn't feel like paying extra for paper tickets for no, no, no reason, really. I mean, they're kind of cool looking, but they're pretty wasteful. But we did get uh, some, some really good transfers. So, uh, obviously, Javi's gone. But we picked up a replacement in a 22-year-old kid named Rusnak. Uh, he's a, uh, I want to say he's like. Swiss, I don't know, Swiss. but he's been he's been playing over like in Europe uh, <laughs> and they're doing chocolate. really well. So anyway, there's some good news. Uh, RSL's got the the pieces to really have a powerful season, um, and uh, yeah, oh boy, this is going to be a hell of a year. Um, <laughs> oh, should you maybe you should give out the suicide hotline number? Do you have it handy? Uh, I can. I'll give it out. I'll give it out when we close the show after okay. the interview. All right, that sounds good to me. All right, with us today we have uh, Derek and Jennifer Williamson from the Oleo Skin Care and Beard Oil Company. Is that is that right? Did I get the company info? That's correct. Sorry, I'm showing them, I'm showing them your picture with you. Jeremy is currently your, showing your the beard, beard ornament to picture to our yeah. guests. They were pretty pretty stoked on the the beard balls that uh, that yeah. Jess made me you for have Christmas. Have to call them that if I make beard them balls. for you. <laughs> That's beard on. balls. Okay. Beard balls. The coolest yeah, that, thing I've ever seen. That's that on. episode name was Jingle Balls, I believe, because they <laughs> oh. made a lot of noise. <laughs> they made a lot of noise. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. We're we're going to talk a little bit about the. We're going to talk a lot about probably the beard oil business, but uh, they bring us two dozen Dunford Donuts. A Utah, local. a local Utah company. Which I'm eating. Which, if you've never had a Dunford chocolate chocolate donut, you're a jackass and need to go to a gas station. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are the best donut. Or on the, the place that they sell them all, right at um, 87 West and 90 South itself. And about 86 South and 29 West. Really? Much fresher. 
I'm going to have to start going there. I go out that area a lot. You live out by there. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was enjoying my beverage. Uh, <laughs> yes, because anyway, the other yeah, thing they brought us. If you've not us. had a chocolate chocolate donut, you're an idiot because they're delicious. They're amazing. They make other donuts too. I'm an old fashioned girl. Um, but yeah, man, the chocolate First chocolate eating donuts. Blueberry. It's telling that out of the two dozen, a full dozen of them were chocolate chocolates. Because that's the best kind. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, and then um, they also brought us homemade wine. It's Which is also delicious. It's really good. It's really good. It goes great with it pairs well with the donut. Anything <laughs> that you don't have to go to a store and purchase, we try to make on our own. That's fantastic. So I'm sure you garden then? Yes. Jeremy's an urban farmer. Absolutely. Really? Like ga- gardening gardening implies that there's a small part of your yard dedicated to such things. <laughs> Jeremy has no flowers unless they are like the blooms of all of my flower beds Zucchini. are like squash. Front, back. If you can't eat the shit in my garden, I don't grow want to grow it. Exactly. Uh, you don't want to eat the shit in Jeremy's garden because it's made by chickens, Bad which chickens. he also raises. <laughs> However, chickens are really good for the corn and the tomatoes. Yeah, not so good for the other stuff. Yeah, certain things you don't want to put the chicken manure on. Jeremy but. also has bees. Bees. Oh, right on. His own uh, wind turbine. It, the, yes, the, the but it died last chicken. year. Oh, so, really? So I, I, did, I, I made a wind turbine that powers the chicken house. Because uh, in the wintertime, the the heat, and then th- they've got a little water heater to keep the, the water from freezing. So I made a wind turbine out of an old um, treadmill, and then I made the blades out of some old sewer <laughs> pipe. Anyway, and it powered the the wow. chicken coop and the greenhouse, which I also built out of... Like pallets. Pallets and reclaimed wood and stuff. That's so rad. So, do you keep your bees here in the winter, or do you... No, they here. Or? Yeah. They, if they live. Hopefully they live, but yeah, they, they we'll winter. S- we'll see this year. They were fooled by our little Indian summer that we had and came out for a minute, so we're hoping. Yeah. We we had that. It got real cold, and then we had like those two days. Yeah. Like eight degrees again. They were all out, so we'll we'll see. Good luck. Yeah. But yeah, so be, uh, six years I've had bees, so. Awesome. So yeah, we have our own honey and garden. We, and we do you still have your solar power? honey. The solar? No. Because when you had to replace your windows, you got yeah. that out. So I built I built the the solar powered um, heaters that you make with the cans. If you've ever seen that, so it's a I box. Have. It's just, it's the size of your whole window. Mm-hmm. You take cans and you put holes through the cans. You put them all together. And then I took a fan out of a old computer. Um, anyway, the way the way that it sets up, it was putting out about two hundred and ten degree air. Wow! So it kept the whole it was like a blast furnace in his yeah. family room so the, the whole back of my house which before we had some issues with our windows and insulation um it kept the whole back of the house warm wow that's cool and it, it ran off of a computer fan so tiny little bit of power and he's not just an inventor he's an architect he's a green architect that lives the green architect life so yep so all the houses cool. that i've lived in have all been bank repos so we, we take them we got them fix them up live in them for a few years, sell them and do it again. Not Very cool. <laughs> well, the economy tanked, and so yeah, we've been in this one a tad longer than anticipated. But this one, I think, is awesome. I mean, I know you guys now wish I had re- want maybe one more bedroom in it, but now that you've replaced it's the stupid on some nice floor, land, yeah. So the floor, yeah. So the the whole my office and the whole kitchen, everything, all new floor that I made. Yeah. Remarried? Yes. Oh yeah. He's married. The, the ring's not on because I almost cut my finger off last summer. <laughs> the hedge clipper incident. Yeah, incident. so also That's a another show podcast. title, by the way. 
<laughs> so anyway, enough about me. <laughs> yeah, we're actually here to talk about you guys. So um, before we get into the, the, the beard oil and the, the skin oil stuff, I want to talk about Dunford because you guys said um, part of why you brought these is you guys are part of the family, right? Yeah, my grandpa started Salt Lake Donut back in the 40s uh, with his brother-in-law, Doug, and... My mom still is, and and Salt Lake Donut is what is Dunford now, and my mom's still the retail manager at Dunford Bakers, and mm. so we have the hookup. I That's love awesome. these donuts. That's fantastic. Yeah, That's mine's fantastic. gone. And a By lot of way. people, a lot of people don't think about it because they are. I mean, they're gas station donuts, right? Like. That's that's a huge portion of where they get sold. I know they're sold in some grocery stores. Locally, stuff, you know? they ship nationwide. They supply government oh, really? know, installations. They supply the schools. They supply grocery stores. They doesn't Harmons carry them? Is it Harmons? Yeah, Harmons yes, carries they them. Do. People are shaking their head. Yes, so I guess so. I mean, Harmons has their own bakery, but they also carry yeah, Dunkin' yeah. Donuts. They just carry the chocolate ones, though. I think. I remember back in the day, Albertsons used to buy mm-hmm. the cake. And freeze it, and then they'd ice it themselves. I don't know who does what now, though. No idea. That's pretty cool, though. So you're tied into that. Awesome. But that, that's not why we're here today. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, we weren't uh, here to talk about Jeremy, but we did that. So, <laughs> hey. Hey, we're always here to talk about Jeremy. Well, what can I say? We have a, we have a whole like hour and a half, two hours of show that we dedicate to Jeremy. <laughs> 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 so... uh Skin and Beard Company, Oleo Skin and Beard Company. How'd that come about? Well, <clears throat> it's a mixture of things. We were both working for the same company, and then we uh, were laid off. People probably know this company, CHG. This is going on over mm. five years ago. They expand, they decrease, they expand, they decrease. And uh, we probably could have held in there, but at that time, our whole marriage, we thought we were definitely run a business of ourselves. So this whole idea kind of led me. I'm a hippie at heart. I love the natural. Anything that I can do at home, I try. So one day, you know, oh, I go to school. I become a nail technician. I make this stuff just for my clients. It takes me a minute to get him to even try it. (laughs) Seems to take off. Clients start asking me for it. One day I came to him and I said, I think we got to make a go with this. We have these farmer's markets. We'll see how people like it. Um, within the first year, we were pretty well known. People were liking our stuff. It truly is all natural, small batch. We started with some skincare. Now people don't even know I do skincare anymore. The beards <laughs> have completely taken over, which is fine because beards are a fad and I'll come back around. Um, we've also got a tattoo line coming out now. I've just recently started making my own soap. So all these things are great for the skin. Some people don't have issues with their skin, but the people who do have issues love our stuff. So we were established in 2009. We started our first farmer's markets with 10 products. Um, we've clearly outgrown that. We're now kind of going into some manufacturing stuff, um, got some big accounts with like diesel brothers um out of woods cross we are their beard oil and beard balm now and brought some gifts for you guys and diesel brothers is a truck stop company right no they retrofit it's like those those ones that do the diesel dave the 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 rolling coal crap yeah yeah and they have a reality show on discovery so that's the only reason i know about them yeah 
It so, even smells good. So I do want to talk about the skin stuff because I have really shitty skin. Um, but let's talk about beard oil because I'm not a proponent of beard oil. Um, I bet I had a beard for years before the hipsters decided beards were cool. Um, and, uh, I've, I used to use like witch hazel and I used to put stuff in my beard and I used to wash it a lot and condition it. Um, and what I found is I got beard dandruff all the time when I was doing that. So I just stopped. I mean, I would use like Selsun blue, but finally I just stopped. Like I washed my beard. I run water through it, but I only wash it maybe once a month or so. Um, I just feel like my natural oils don't get into the beard if I don't do that. I do brush it, um, but I've always thought beard oil, like what I have experienced is it seems like beard oil, like your skin starts to rely on it and stops producing its own oils to, you know, just to to have you expect you to put beard oil in. Um, But it's not, I'm not a scientist and I just. That's actually exactly what happens. Uh, You don't have the type of skin that is a big oil producing type of skin so what the beard oil does i'm a naturally oily person and i get the itchies the acne the ingrown hairs so when i use an oil it does there's a gland off to the side of each pore that produces our oil when we feed it that gland shuts down doesn't produce as much of our natural oils so for some of us it works some of us it may not work it may not be the right product um Jennifer is more of the skincare expert. She probably has something to add to that. I'm just going to say that everybody's completely different and it's a preference thing. So if your beard, it's healthy, it looks great, it's not breaking off. If you can grow it and it doesn't break off at a certain length, you're one of those lucky guys that maybe you don't need beard oil. For some of us other folks, though, I come from the East. So when I came here, my body just shrunk with hydration. So... It's a preference thing for sure. How's how's the beard oil for your beard? To <laughs> 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 so keep it nice and full. So so I I grew up in Iowa. I grew up in Iowa, so I'm from I grew up back east and when I moved here, holy crap. Iowa is the Midwest. Yeah, I wouldn't call that back east. Yeah, but it's more it's hum- east from here. <laughs> There's more humidity there than there is well, here. Well, in, in your logic, I grew up back east in Wyoming. That's east from here. <laughs> That's the great white well, north. So, I just screw so up here. I get, I Am I get the only the one from dandruff. here? You're not, are you from Yeah, here? so like, I, I get you the just, itchies and the beard dandruff. And those of us with the gray hairs will see a lot more of that, That's I've me. noticed. I'm starting to get that. He has gray hairs. You just can't see him because he's kind Kind of blondish. I'm starting to get those, which and I've always found it interesting because I get a lot of ingrown hairs, just not in my my face. Like I don't get a lot of, uh, of facial issues. I don't have a lot of problems with facial oil and, and ingrown hairs. I do. You get the, ingrown hairs on the top of your head. Yeah, like the top of my head. Like there's <laughs> one. Even you can see it here. I had one on the top of my hand uh, that became ingrown just randomly. Somehow I like popped it, and like a six inch hair popped out. Yeah. This doesn't have to do with beard, but we do have products that could help that. The reason why that happens is because our dead skin just builds up and builds up. So something that you might like to do, you know, or not like to do, but unnecessary, you take a brush and you dry brush yourself. Hmm. Just to get rid of the dead skin. Exfoliating. That's a good idea. Dry coffee grinds. Yeah. So, I mean, no joke. I I really do have, I do have, you know, a lot of questions about the skincare stuff because I'm like, ask away. Well, let's go back to the. If, if, 
if Chris was a black person, he'd have ashy elbow. Yeah, I'd be like Ashy Larry on Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I don't know how to describe not, it on not a white a, person. Not with a crack addiction, mind you, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, totally like ash. Like I have my elbows are incredibly rough, especially on my they left crack side. and bleed. My hands, I have to put neosporin on them because they do crack a lot, especially in the winter time up here. So. so to kind of back up with your beard washing, that's one thing. I was a I use soap every day. Doesn't matter if I've sweat or not. I've got a soap, soap, soap. Those detergents are really, really hard on our skin yeah. and really hard on our hair. So one thing that is one thing that uh, you know Jennifer kind of got me into is not using so much soap every time I shower. I don't and even use soap anymore when I shower. Really, I probably soap my beard maybe once a week now. Like seriously, get into it, and it's a natural soap. We don't put detergents in our soaps, and we don't use a detergent in our soaps. So. Um, is it the detergents? That's what's causing the, the issues. Yeah. Like. That's causing some issues, the drying. Now they're okay to use here and there. You know, we wear deodorants and sometimes those don't come clean. Your pits don't come clean with a regular soap, uh, natural soap. So sometimes those detergents do have their place, but limited use. Otherwise you dry. Well, I have, I have extremely myself, like really <laughs> sensitive skin, especially in my armpits. Like I don't, I work from home. And days that I don't go anywhere, I don't put deodorant or anything on because even even like mild deodorant jacks up my armpits. Mm-hmm. Like they get really rashed out. And antiperspirant's just a whole nother level. So And then as far as the beard oil goes, our beard oil is a skincare product. That's exactly what it is. I moisturize from my neck all the way up to my bald head with it. Rub See, it in my go, beard. Babe. I work it into my skin. So but there are beard oils out there that are just for the hair. They have the thicker oils, they don't absorb into the skin. The guys in the southern states don't need the moisturization yeah, like we need yeah. out west. I so feel they like, like trying to moisturize your hair is is kind of silly since it's dead. Some some guys like the glistening, and in other areas that is a that is part of the fashion is more of a glistening shiny beard. Out west, it doesn't work for us. It's just too dry. It sits on our beard. It and gets people on would our laugh clothes. at you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just not our style. Who do you here. think you are? We're a little are more you? laid back, Mr. less shiny beard, than that. That ain't <laughs> <laughs> that ain't, that ain't no ZZ top. <laughs> so our beard oil is a skincare product. I use it as my aftershave. Our aftershave that we sell is the same blend of oils, just with a bunch of peppermint in it to cool the skin. So oh, there you go. It's great for post shave. It uh, is nice after you've been out in the sun working in the garden. Yes. It just gets your skin back in a proper functioning state and gets it back healthy. And I haven't shaved like like with a straight razor. And I don't know how long. It's been years since I've used a straight razor. I don't even have one anymore because hmm. I just use the uh, just. Oh, I the, don't really care that it's much. Long, so it's so long you can't. Really I, I just see use it the uh, just like the the buzzer electric razor just for my neck. I don't ever trim it all the way down to nothing anymore. So so I'm just curious. So did you have a background in? science or how did you come up with this how did you come up with the formulas and it sounds kind of funny and my continual education will go from here what happened is when i went for nail school uh nail people and cosmetologists were all on the same floor within just a few months i realized i like skin so much more than nails (laughs) so i paid a lot of attention there learn the anatomy learn the ph balance what our pores do we our pores drink stuff you know if you're walking through your garden and you have pesticides that's going in your body Mm -hmm. so just little by little i learned 
a lot of self-taught, a lot of research. Now, if I were to go and become an esthetician right now, this is a $10,000 bill and I'm going to learn chemical peels. I need to do something holistic. You'll probably learn some laser hair removal too. Probably. (laughs) Some permanent makeup. I know if I had laser hairs, I'd want them removed. (laughs) (laughs) They're so dangerous to the people you love. (laughs) So, you know, I'm kind of a research gal and... You know, if anybody here is like that, you dive in until you find the answers that you want. So my continuing education is going to happen. I'm going to become an aromatherapist, learn a little more about this. But um, yeah, basically learn the skin, learn that I enjoyed that a lot more. So were you making it like in the bathtub, in the kitchen, or, or where were you coming up with this stuff? In our kitchen. Uh, and again, I don't know that they make... That much, <laughs> like, oh, let's do some, let's try out some skincare stuff. Let's get a bathtub full. <laughs> While you're doing this, I want to put some of this stuff on. So, what do I do? Hold on. Okay, so there's a process. Typically, this stuff works best right out of the shower when our skin so is warm. So tonight, and our uh, pores are open. What you're putting on right now is the face and body oil. Start with like a drop. Go on the back of your hand and massage it in. Something that mass-produced products have got us used to is the alcohol that makes it dry with the quickness. Instantly, yeah. It's not supposed to dry. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to get drank into your skin. So there's a moment Smells there. Smells really good. Awesome. Now for you, like with your ingrown hairs, I was going to take one of these oils, give you a hand massage. That's also going to help your pores open. Um, but thank you. And that's for face and body. And we can, I mean, the details go on and on, but there are oils that are safe for your face that don't make you break out. And there are oils that will make you break out. So all of that is taken into consideration with this. Oils come in molecule size. So your thin oils stick to your face. Your thicker oils can go to your body. Not many people know this. If you pick up a beard oil and it starts with jojoba and grapeseed, you're going to feel... That's when you get the oily, gooey... Unctuous. Yeah. So it's been a lot of self-taught, but my continuing education is something that, you know, is coming along. A lot of people that started these companies, I know they come from an esthetician background. And while I don't have that, I have passion, drive, and I'm willing to dive into things. So that will all come. Well, that's... I'm impressed. Yeah, that's good stuff. (laughs) I... That this dead area here. It does smell good. It We're smelling. Smell good. <laughs> My wife is asking me to smell body parts, so hand. Uh, Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, one of the things I liked is is you do bottle and glass. Uh, you don't use a lot of plastic, just the the droppers, basically, right? Aside from being an all natural skincare company, it was huge for us to be as eco friendly as possible. I am a fanatic when it comes to plastic. Plastic leaches, the chemicals leach. Our bottles are also tinted. That takes out a lot of the sunlight that will make your oil go rancid. Our labels are easy to peel off, so you can recycle them. Ah, that good. was taken into yeah, consideration. We yeah, also say that the natural stuff in here, this this stuff will go bad because I mean you're talking like. Avocado oil, hemp oil. Now, there's some things that act as natural preservatives. Vitamin E is a natural preservative. The essential oils are natural preservatives. Never since we've started this have we had a bottle go rancid. We're also small batch and we plan on staying like that. So this isn't something that you're going to keep on your shelf for six years and expect it to be 
good. What well, says right on here? Best when used within six months. We also send our bottles through a sterilization process, just like a brewery would a beer bottle. So not required of us. The FDA doesn't require us to do that. That's something that because we're bottling such a natural, pure product. And yeah, you need to use it within six months. And we sell it with that express purpose. And we batch number all of our batches. We know when they're made. Well, and they're small. I mean... This, this, yeah, but this stuff goes it, like crazy far. I just put yeah. a drop on the top of each of my hands and it's, I've just used it on my whole hand. And it's beginning to absorb. And now the more you learn our products and we talk, this little two ounce bottle, not only can it be used from head to toe, it can be used after pedicures. You can drop a full drop in your bath. You mm. know, uh, it's a makeup remover. There are many uses for this. So ideally, once you understand, you're saving money on all these products. At first, I felt so sad. I got rid of all these, you know, lotions I had and Bath and Body, and I wanted the smell. I do one jar now, and I <laughs> love it. Well, and your skin looks great. Thank so, you. To to be very clear, these aren't. Uh, they're not like two me sitting in front of us. And Derek, your beard <laughs> does look amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Well, groomed. I think and it's oils, but like, and even when it was oily, it I don't feel oily. Like I really don't. So quick I'm sure explanation. If I like, touched my phone, I probably would, but like, give I don't, it five minutes. But I don't feel the oils gross. that you are going to feel gross are like your olive oils, your jojobas, your grape seeds, coconut oil. They're very thick, and unfortunately, Pinterest and mainstream just beefs the importance of these up. What about walnut oil? What That's a quick absorbing. What about apricot kernel? You get a high dose of vitamin B12 when this you use apricot kernel. This one has that in kernel. it. I was reading it. Well, I didn't even know there wasn't and such a, a thing and as a an vitamin like B12, kernel. that's a water-soluble vitamin that if you're just taking B12, you're just peeing it out before you can ever actually absorb it anyway if you're just ingesting it with a pill versus, you know, letting it absorb into your skin. You might actually get some value out of that. Now, I... I just feel the need to say this. You can go to a company and you can buy a base. We hand selected all of these oils according to the benefits of them. So we like to pride ourselves on that a little bit. When somebody says, do you make your beard oil? Fuck yeah, we make our beard oil. (laughs) Every single ingredient in there, I hand chose. So we're very proud of that. Do you actually like grind the hemp seeds and and squeeze out the oil? That would be illegal, sir. <laughs> good call. Good call. You guys but, could move like four hours east and it'd be fine. But, but we are coming out with a hemp-based uh, product line here soon, um, using a lot of hemp oil, hemp seed oil. CBD oil is legal as a dietary supplement in all 50 states, so we're going to be doing a pain balm, which is really nice for people with rheumatoid arthritis, joint issues, good for muscle life, pain. Probably. So that's coming on the horizon, and it's can you let us know because our friend Harriet Winston will need that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It'll be all over our Instagram and everything, and I'd assume there's going to be some education with that as far as people when I say hemp 
or when I say marijuana it's or when I say oil. THC, oh, people shoot, are like, I'm just going to drink it and get high. It's all the yeah. same. Why so, am I wearing this? Exactly. Braid it around my foot. There's different parts of the plants that deliver different parts of the things. If you take <laughs> CBD oil, you're not going to get stoned. No, it's, it's not going to make relief. you feel great, actually, if you take a ton of it. It's <laughs> probably going to. It tastes so it's, bad. It's not good. It's not <laughs> so bad. Don't, do you know don't that, get Derek? an animal that's just CBD oil. It's not going to. But it has its purpose for, it you know, cancer patients, people with, uh, what did we see the other day? Um, Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just I've seen that. There's videos of people who within go Within a 20 from- minute space, completely tremors. To, to yeah, I've got One of our s- upcoming stories in the news, stay tuned, is yeah. about the UMA saying that there's no such thing as Well, probably marijuana. not stay tuned, but yeah, we do talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I know people that that's happened to that, that have early onset Parkinson's that, uh, that, that hemp and cannabis oils have, have really helped quite a bit with it. And Just a quick, quick separation THC means that there's 3% or more of that yes. THC in there that you're high. That's what you get high from. CBD, there's less than 3% of THC. Yeah. Huge difference. Well, and cannabis oils, they've used them to treat seizures quite a bit too. Um, and the problem is, for a lot of people, the cannabis oil alone does not do enough for seizures. So I don't want people to confuse it. Um, that's one of the things that they've been lobbying for medical marijuana in Utah for is because the cannabis oil stuff is not sufficient enough in a lot of cases to, to help with some of that. Well, stuff. and we need to have medical marijuana laws so they can research it. Exactly. So we know exactly, exactly how to use it, what it treats, what it doesn't treat, and what the harmful effects are. People are using it anyway. Tell us, you know, what's harmful, what's not harmful, yeah, what works, I, doesn't work. I'd like to see the kind of research that's gone into opioids go into um you know, marijuana to go into THC because we have synthetic opioids. Uh, they get people hooked and then we let them go to heroin when they can't get the opioids anymore from a, from a doctor. So yeah. I'd love to see something less harmful or pres- presumably less harmful like, like marijuana. Well, that's the whole thing. Let's do the research. Yeah. The research, but we're really excited for our hemp line and we know there's a, a need for it. We know the benefits just even for hemp oil. Well, hemp, hemp oil is legal. You just can't make it yourself. You have to import it, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a, a company in Canada that we use, that we import from, who is actually even U.S., believe this, USDA <laughs> certified non-GMO and organic. So they'll certify them, but they won't let them produce it here in the United States. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> hey, well, you know, things are illegal. You can thank DuPont for that. Yeah. I know there's some other stuff that went on, but DuPont was a huge part of why marijuana became illegal in the early 1900s. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's enough about marijuana and hemp. <laughs> I'm loving this stuff. I'm I just like keep playing with my hands. Clothes. I've actually made them warm because I'm rubbing my hands. I would love if you went and got in the shower and when your body was warm, just put it on there, have a little droplets of water on there, and then just rub it in. Completely different experience, and you will really fall in love with I'll, it. I'll rub it in for you later. <laughs> <laughs> Group effort. There you go. <laughs> I well, just my hands are never warm, and I've just been playing with my hands, and now they're just so like I, I need to cool them off because I've just. They we don't so even good. realize too when our cells are filled with um, a quality oil, it does warm you up. 
Maybe that's my problem. It's insulating you. Yeah. Maybe you don't have quality oils. So cold. I, I for sure don't on my hands. I, I have really dry hands. You know, I've I've tried so many things for my hands. You know, Eucerin. Um, I'm going to try that later. Uh, Eucerin and, um, you know, all kinds of lotions, uh, all kinds of different hand creams. And that is probably the biggest complaint I have. Like even like a like a like Jergens lotion, your hands are so greasy when you're done. We we have a local concrete cutting company, all men. Men, we don't like greasy, oily feeling. No. But they have a 16 ounce bottle next to their sink in the office for their guys to use, hmm. and it works. It works for them. It absorbs. It doesn't that feel stuff greasy. Dries out your hands. Concrete and concrete's horrible. Just ridiculously dries out your skin. But are I you at all greasy. curious why the Eucerins don't work for you? Absolutely. Okay, so once you turn over the bottle, if you look at ours, everything is not only readable, readable, legible, but ingestible. I was just say I can consume it. Yes. Now, when you go to Eucerin, and this is the biggest fucking lie ever, <laughs> when somebody says dermatologic recommended, if there's any alcohols, there's emulsifiers, there's well, conditioners. Well, alcohols just dry you out, right? Correct. I can put this it's, on my fish. You could. <laughs> we can make <laughs> I don't think that's gonna. T- I'm gonna advise against that. That is not gonna. How about you let me fish. know when you make fish. You with can that. put citrus on fish. It's not just citrus. Her, her salmon. The bottom line is, is through the years, especially since mass production, we've been brainwashed. We're now yeah. trying to unbrainwash. Yeah. I, so, I do you guys like if people use these? Do you take the bottles back since you're? Pre- we do, and because we put that them back to the awesome. sanitation process. Because cause that would be awesome because yep. I got away from using... I was for a long time hooked on water bottles because that's what made me drink water was having a water bottle. And then I went, you know, I could just buy something I could wash. For a little while, we had customers sending us pictures of themselves using them as like little plant budding jars. and that's I mean, awesome. use them for something. Even if you don't get them back to us, use them for something. You know, make your own skincare and put it in there. Do something with them, though. I do miss but They're mass. made to be reused. I'm a, I'm a huge fan recycling. of collecting bottles and jars and things. Chris would kill me. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we have, we have like six million baskets in the next room. I can't she, get rid of them. Anytime we go to a store like Michael's or something like that, she's like, "Oh, look at these baskets." I'm like, "No, there's not. There's <laughs> no more baskets. There, these are not the baskets Bases, you are looking glass, for." Have you been to the jars. container store yet? Oh yeah, that's her favorite store in the whole world. <laughs> I could probably just die in that store and be happy. I love that store. I sit on the chair outside of the store and wait for her. So, so, so all I can think of is this so is really cool. What do I, I have in, that I can put in here? I go in so I can say. You're no. never going to use that. No. No. What, what's going on <laughs> that? We okay, can go to you know, Amazon and get this 45% cheaper. No, it's not even about that for me. It's like, what What are you going to put in that? Well, you know, I, I got craft stuff. I'm like, no. You have a whole dresser full of craft <laughs> crap you're not using. No. I am using it now that I have organized. Get a bin, and I'm going to fill it with oleo. <laughs> <laughs> I so, have so many bins and baskets in there. So a, a little a little cool glass bottle factoid for you. The original Heineken bottles were made in such a way that they could be stacked and used to build houses for. Wow. Seriously? Very yes. serious. Hmm. Well, you know, cool. I mean, soft drinks were all like Coke, Pepsi. They were all bottles for a long time. Glass. I want an oil house. <laughs> <laughs> got to change the shape. Well, <laughs> that's a lot of little one-ounce bottles. Hey, I think bottles. you got to sell a lot more oil. <laughs> Just <laughs> make them in the shape of Legos. One and, uh, I'm guessing those are, those are two-ounce bottles as well. 
what I'm saying? Yes. One ounce, two ounce. One and two ounce, yes. So, do you go any bigger than that? We do. We go clear up to a 16 ounce in a lot of our products. Wow, 16 ounces. Yeah. Well, you, you, you don't normally them. sell those at the, I don't think I've ever seen those bottles at the farmer's market. We bring one or two now. Um, there's nothing, there's not a better feeling to me when the kids come up, pick up the scent, and I know the entire family is using the 16 ounce. That's incredible to That's me really that cool. little kids are walking around with our stuff. That's on cool. It. And a lot of the big sizes go out in our web sales. Um, we're very fortunate we got to start our business at the farmer's markets, but we're definitely have are outgrowing that type of a, a retail situation. So like we mentioned, we, we're getting more into the, the manufacturing. Our web sales have taken off nationwide and, uh, it's, it's been an awesome progression with the help of all of our local friends and local businesses and local markets. So have you, have you had any, anybody pick up, uh, your product in terms of like a, a, a bigger chain or, um, like right you now, be with a bigger chain as small as, you Oh, absolutely. Them? You know, places like Harmon's cultivate small local right. businesses like us. So they're a target. We, we love Harmon's. would love to get yes, into we Harmon's. Do love Harmon's places like natural grocers are, would be a nice fit for us, but it's our company. We grew without capital from any outside sources. We that's, call that's this an organic, organically grown Small business. It's as mom and pop as you get. It's as small mom and pop as you get. And we've done it all on our own. We've done it all with our savings and we're making a living doing this. Yeah, that's, that's, we both do this full time and this is it. Probably the most frustrating part about it is it's slow. I see other skincare companies or other companies coming out and they already have the label and the logo and they already have this whole look. And sometimes I'm like, Maybe we should do, <laughs> but no, you got to stay true. And I think it's part of our story. People have seen us grown, so they kind of feel like they have a personal part in it. It's a little frustrating. It's slow at times, but it's how we did it. And you just got new labels too, didn't you? Yeah, we went from a paper label, you know, started out with Vistaprint, doing everything ourselves. I was lucky I have a cousin who's a graphic designer and did our original logos for us. Um so we had that professional logo, that nice look for all of our products. And then over the years, just the contacts, we do a lot of trade, a lot of bartering. So our graphic designer is a he's good friend of ours. He's beard oil. He's stocked with everything <laughs> he could possibly want. So, you know, the, we've moved into more of a vinyl label, easy to peel off from the bottle. Uh, the vinyl is recyclable as well. So being able to have a professional design our look for us, our That's tattoo right. oil. He drew Marlene. We have a pinup girl and she's ours. Nobody else has her. Her name's Marlene. I love when you told me that story. And so, it's such a cool thing. So are you guys putting these into like, like a Jed's barbershop, uh, some of the tattoo studios? With we are in, um, barbershops. We're not in every barbershop. We hand select our barbershops. So they kind of have a protected sales area. What we've seen with our customers from the farmer's markets, the different shows we do, they start calling us during the week. Where can I buy this? I'm out. I need it now. So we've picked barbershops around the valley, Davis County, Utah County, 
to carry our products. So, and we want to make sure they're quality barbershops. We're not just putting them in any barbershop that wants our stuff. So, um, we work with the guys with the beards. We work with, and what's been funny with that is they start out carrying our beard oil. Now they're carrying our skincare products. Yeah. It's been awesome. So I have a question Shout out to come of oh. our, two of our best barbershops is, um, Garrett Michael downtown. And then we have one in the South Valley, uh, Dave's barbershop. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Dave's. Yeah. Clean, service is great. You go in there, they listen to you. So, really awesome people. And I, I got to tell you, so I'm, I, I usually do most of my beard stuff at home, but. He scares me. There, there's, there's nothing like, I have problems with like the mirror on one side versus the other. I've, I've chopped it short. <laughs> like, <laughs> haven't we all? Up past the neck. But there's nothing nicer than going to a good barbershop, doing a, getting a straight razor shave on your neck, and and having you know someone actually take care of the beard for you. It's I'm, really good. I'm very beard. fortunate. Jen actually does a hell of a beard trim. This just over razor. the years. I'm terrified. No, I I shave with a safety room. razor, but she does a beard trim, and I love our barbers, but I always go back to Jen. I <laughs> I try out the barbers. I go get a nice service. Jennifer gave me a beard steam and a bald head steam for my birthday back in November and, you know, the shave and the whole get up at one of our barbershops. And it was great. But I always go back to Jan for my beard trim. It's crazy. Can you give her some tips? I'm just terrified that I will ruin his beard. But then sometimes I go in and I'm like, did you see what you did to the side of your beard? He's like, no, No, it's fine. I'm like, you can't see that? He's like, oh, my God. How am I going to fix that? It's hard when you're doing so yeah. you know the lines oh. of your eyebrows? Right. There are lines to eyebrows. beards. Yeah. I can oh. teach you in about five minutes. You'll be able Because he freaks me out. <laughs> he did this last trim that he did. And I came in. Because he does it in the bathtub so that it's, you know, just falls into the bathtub. And I came in and I went, um... Your beard's going to be shorter than you thought, honey. I do. Just it's probably a good. I know you're environmentally conscious. I do save that hair and make. No, it he does not. <laughs> it's probably. I a shove good... mine down the drain with my foot until <laughs> it goes down. <laughs> so, I did learn. I did learn. So his is like three quarters I, of an inch shorter than he wanted it to I be. If I stick mine down, if I let it go down the drain. Uh, I'm pouring like hardcore drain down cleaner down there. Oh, like, wow. Yeah, lie, lie basically. <laughs> I, to to I, I can't, I can't trim my own beard or else I'll take too much off one side. Then I take enough off another. Yeah, that's the problem. And I come out and Jen's in tears because I've just shaved the whole thing off. She's yep. like, you're, you're our model. You do our That videos. just doesn't work like, for her. <laughs> and t- am it's I right? Terrifying. If they take the beard off, the lips look all I haven't weird. ever seen him without it other than his old driver's license. <laughs> and I'm t- terrified because when i went in i'm like okay i'm gonna try and fix this and that's what it ended up being which is fine i mean it's fine but but he just i mean he just undercut one side and i went oh the beautiful thing about this day and age are the amount of barber shops they're coming back in a huge way they're not going to go away whether we have beards i'm really disappointed in the lack of quartets <laughs> I don't know. You want to start one? There's no poles either. I thought, I thought with the huge push of like Glee and the there's no poles shows, though either. When was the last time you saw barbershop quartets with all the barbershops? They need to teach that at the barber school in Midville. <laughs> so I have the a question phase. for you. I have a question for you. So you talk about like the scalp and cleaning and bad products and stuff. I have a friend at work whose hair literally stopped growing because of all the crap. 
on her scalp and she had to like cleanse it. Now she's using shampoo that helps her hair grow and stuff. So I imagine you were talking about the buildup of, of why he gets like ingrown hair. So I imagine that same thing is happening probably more to women or, and Jeremy, cause he uses a lot of product. But like, I don't use anything in my hair, but I, and, and some of it's cause, cause I'm getting older, but you know, I do notice that there's less new growth or like my daughter who is constantly straight, you know, she flat irons her hair all the time. I feel like there's probably just crap and stuff on her scalp that shouldn't, either so have you guys ever thought of getting into something that's more because you're into the the beard oil so we have a we have a hair and scalp oil that Mm -hmm. takes care of that it's heavy on rosemary which breaks down grease and grime um for a few days afterwards you might look like you have dandruff but that's because it's pulling all shredding everything part of us is being human we are not perfect all the time sometimes our hair follicles go into hibernation and um, you can't help that. But definitely with the styling and everything that girls are expected to do now, yeah, you're exactly right. So I'll get you a hair oil and we're going to try it out. It's something that you massage into the scalp. The rosemary breaks all that grease and grime up. And, and then it smells like Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, then you <laughs> <laughs> rosemary <laughs> smells like Thanksgiving Delicious to you. Delicious loaf of artisan bread. That's what it would smell more like to me is probably artisan bread. Yeah, she just, I, I worry about her because she has this long hair and all of her friends have this long hair and she's obsessive about it. She puts coconut oil in it. She's always doing all this stuff. And I'm thinking, after I saw my friend, I went, I feel like she's already got this problem at 19 where she's just done too much to her hair. One of the big things we've found is everybody thinks coconut oil is... Is everything? Yeah, because her friends put it in your hair, put it, it on your skin, put on. Cook it doesn't absorb it. into the skin. So what did we learn in high school? Like absorbs like. So coconut oil sitting on top of your skin, not absorbing, is going to pull your natural oils out of your skin. And guess what? It's great for cleansing. That's called the oil cleansing method. Layer that stuff on there. You know, wash it off with a warm steam rag, and it'll pull dirt, oil, toxins out of your skin. It's great for that. But people are using it as a moisturizer, and it's not. Yeah, she's a using it in her hair all it'll, the time. It'll dry you more than it will moisturize. Damn you, you Pinterest! Damn you, Pinterest! <laughs> <laughs> That's well, like exactly I said, right. Your hair is 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 essentially dead. So once it's it's hurt, like down here, it doesn't matter what you put in it. It's not going to come back to life. You got it. I keep telling her you've got to be better up here, but. She's 19. She doesn't listen to me. I know. And at that age, really, what do they listen to? You know, Nothing. the good thing is, is maybe five years down the road. I mean, we've all gone through this. It all replenishes. We're human. It all comes back. Well, I mean, hair for guys on their heads. That's not. Well, it, women have. We kind of do the exchange, bald. don't we? Like, it grows oh, on our chin, stops growing on our head. I, I had my hair cut and I'm like, well, there's not much on top to cut. And she's like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm like, are you kidding me? I don't don't humor me. It's like I baby know I've soft up there, though. It's so here. super it's soft because not... it's just little fine baby hairs. I just I got in the shower when it's my hair's normally really really short. We got off a of vacation and I just haven't done anything with it. But it's I buzz it down to just I stand in the shower yeah. just to a stubble. And uh, when I started losing my hair, that was it. I didn't care. I didn't try to do the comb over. You know, <laughs> there's I, no point. 
we just, can't just we can't you know, all be Donald Trump with ridiculous voices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to talk we about that. We can't all be Jeremy. <laughs> I know. I know, dude. You have a hair line. right here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, it's the urban farming and the chickens. That's right. It's all that healthy stuff. He goes out in his farm and breathes all that it's healthy the bees. Air. It's the bees and the honey and the vegetables and... And honey is another thing for the skin. I mean, wow. we can't cover everything in our farmer's market table. Some of my stuff I sell dry in hopes that people are going to say, what do I do with this now? Honey, egg yolk, I mean, coffee, all these things that we already have. It's almost like, let's not drink toilet water. It's electrolytes. <laughs> no, we have this stuff, people. Organic honey is yeah, amazing. Skip the water and the bowl. Just go straight so to the Oh, good. What do your bees feed on primarily? Do you know? Uh, so for now, until they develop it, behind us we have an alfalfa field. Nice. So yeah. it's mostly and alfalfa. It's nice. so and then so clear and clean and just we've become like color. the biggest honey snobs, being farmers market vendors. So our spring crazy. honey, our, my spring honey, it's the stuff that wintered, and it's dark, dark, dark. Yeah, and the honey that's a little later in the season is super light. So. In the first of the season, when all of our trees, our apple trees are in bloom, and our corn is in bloom, and all of that, that's no, mostly squash. what the honey is. And then later in the fall, it's all the alfalfa from the fields behind us. It makes you look at clover honey and go, Pfft. yeah, we don't, well, we don't clover do that honey. Anymore. Well, and what's even better than which clover is just honey, sugar. <laughs> if, you go, if you go get like, a, if you go to like, a, like a Popeyes or a KFC, uh, and you look at their honey packets, it's high fructose corn yep. syrup. It, it's not with sugar. coloring. Not, yeah. not, not to turn the attention back to my bees, but most of the honey that you buy in the store that comes in the little bear, what they do is it is organic honey, relatively speaking, but what they'll do is they'll collect honey from 400 hives, pour it all into one big wow. vat, and mix it together, and then pour it in the beer. Let, the bear. So it's not... Let, let's be clear. Most of that is actually Chinese honey, which is actually supposed to not hit the United States, but comes in through other countries. Yeah. Uh, so, so to be labeled a specific honey, um, it has it has to be in a field of just that within a five to ten mile radius. So, if it's called clover honey, it has to be. Of course, I don't label mine; it's just in my backyard. But, but those kind of specialty honeys are amazing, and they're super expensive. And we recycle all of his jars. They give them back to me and have me refill. And we're like, okay, <laughs> we have an empty jar. That's how it's how honey. Works. Like, hey, if I give you this empty, I need a new one back. <laughs> We've had some amazing honey, but. And I, I don't even know the name of the company, but there's a guy downtown. Um, I think it's called like City Bees. He rescues hives that are just abandoned around. People will call him. He'll oh, rescue wow. the hive, but he keeps them on the top of buildings yeah. downtown. And so they're just flying around on what this has been some of the best honey we've ever had. And we've had a lot of honey well, and, and the, we still think, man, we the would. best thing about local honey and getting honey from a farmer's market is try to find honey that's, that's from bees near where you live and it really helps with allergies, allergies it yep. creates a, a natural immunity for allergies because the the you can use it on stuff. burns mm-hmm. and guess what if you get stung by a bee put honey on it huh it takes away the sting and it helps it heal faster we need to come out with a honey line honey <laughs> <laughs> you can get you can just call it bee puke <laughs> 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 I like we it. really like the the raw honey with the bits of the insects still in it too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they don't. He doesn't filter his honey, and, and it comes. Yeah, out that's what so we really like clear. is the dark, unfiltered. The unfiltered it's got some of that wax in it. It's got yep. some insect parts. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's, it's crazy because Jeremy doesn't filter his honey in. It is, it He's is got some real really clear. clean, clear honey. So we, like, stick your finger in it and just... We met a guy who hives in um, Fruitland, Utah. Oh, oh, yeah. He also has hives in Alaska somewhere. Hmm. And his bees only feed on or gather pollen from fire, this stuff called fireweed or fire plant or fireweed, I think it was called. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> this was it's so crazy because you can start tasting what these these bees are feeding on the re- most of us grew up on the cox honey from Harmons, you know yeah. was, it's clover honey and it's amazing to have the different tastes oh, and the yeah. different flavors you get that like really dark amber honey from some of the wildflowers and stuff this has become the honey show it so, has. <laughs> so where i mean obviously farmers markets but it's winter time where can people find you where can they find your stuff Always oleoskin.com. Best place to buy it. Um, we offer free shipping on orders over $15, which one beard oil gets you there. Uh, our website also lists our barbershops, the salons, small places that carry our products. And, uh, you know, we're focusing also on manufacturing. So we're doing manufacturing for companies that do similar products like ours, but maybe don't have the time, have a bigger volume than what they can handle, so we're manufacturing now as well. That's crazy. Manufacturing from your own startup without any kind of real investment capital. That's crazy. Which is awesome, too. We're going to scale back our farmer's markets. So it's where we started. It's what we did. But... You know, just cry. We never know until the spring if we're going to get in the downtown farmer's market. Right. But that's always yeah. going to be one. It's an amazing place to market your really small is. product. Um, and even when you become a little bit bigger, it's a great place. Where else can you pay what we pay for booth rent and see 5,000 people exactly. every weekend? Park Silly is another big one. We'll probably always have a booth, whether we're running it, whether we have somebody you know that's passionate about it like we are to run it for us but we'll be at park silly that's an amazing place Thirteen thousand to sixteen thousand people yeah. per sunday and lots of it hipsters. is wow. crazy. lots and lots of hipsters the there. tourists we see 50 percent of those people <laughs> are tourists you yeah. know the downtown market we know the faces yeah the same faces over and over they've jess. become our staple products <laughs> jess jess yes jess goes and gets Sorry. me hot apple cider when i'm working the christmas the market by myself ever. and i totally bought a freaking <laughs> quart jug and forgot about it and now it's oh. toast so empty it out nice. go back so and refill sad. it so I have a question. Are your bottles colored different colors for specific reasons or just because they're pretty? It's the look. Uh, the color blocks the UV rays like right. Jennifer no- uh, mentioned earlier. But I noticed like you have like... It's just because my favorite color is blue. We thought brown was a little more manly. Um, they I just do wondered if it black. different. Nope. I think you should shoot for pink. Oh, God, please don't do pink. Some, some red number five. <laughs> What's really cool, after the recession, there were a lot of businesses, small businesses springing up. Just like you can go around the valley and see the more independent restaurants versus a whole bunch of the, the chains. Same thing with our industry. With that comes a lot of different bottle colors, different bottle shapes. So who knows, in the future... We may try something else. We do a coffee-infused beard oil that we put in a 
I love that one. It's just a solid black bottle. It's awesome. So, you know, you can get green and pinks now, but... Please don't do, ever do pink. <laughs> we may do pink. I am I am opposed Why to Why do you hate pink? I just, I feel like it has this horrible connotation. I don't know why I detest pink. I have like one or two pink things, but if you gave me... What's your favorite color? Green. Green, red. Okay. It's green. It's not red. Our next one will be red. red. Oh, that's sexy. And, And I'm usually not a fan of blue, but I'm really loving this blue. I, the kind of a gem color. Cobalt blue. That must be why, because we like RSL, so, and RSL yeah, is claret and cobalt. Yep. When you start building your building blocks, do them Heineken green. <gasps> Heineken oh. green. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, I just I just wondered if there was a reason for the color. For no, and we, cool we do a rose water, and we put it in a clear bottle. Same shape, clear bottle with a sprayer on it. Well, I appreciate you guys talking to us about skincare and bringing us wine. This is awesome stuff. Donuts and pillow mists. Pillow mists. What's a pillow mist? The rose water is really good for that. What's a pillow mist? Spray it on your pillow at night. A pillow mist would be something that contains almost no, you know, no oil. Mm -hmm. It would be something like a rose water with lavender, maybe a vanilla, something that really speaks to you, just that you. Spray before you go to bed, and like it's right on an your, aromatherapy. Yeah, I don't know, on your blankets and your go to bed smell for me. Your blankets and your pillow. I could sleep to coffee. I, I have imagine one like home. a lavender would help you sleep. I think mine's a lavender yeah. chamomile that I have at home. <laughs> That's cool. I love it. So oleoskin.com, right? Oleoskin.com, Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, Twitter, um, we're really big on Instagram. We like the visual. We like the videos. And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to say something out here. I'm going to do a coupon code for your listeners. <gasps> so, um, new Utah podcast, no spaces. I'll have that posted uh, first thing tomorrow morning. Perfect. I don't know when you guys air this, but tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. Okay. So I'll have that post the first thing tomorrow morning and it'll give your customers 25% off for the next two months. That's awesome. Wow. And Thank in the you. meantime, if anybody does want to reach us besides the website, info at Oleo Skin. We've been known to leave our house, go and meet people somewhere. How else are you going to introduce people to your product until you have a retail? We enjoy what we do. We're willing to go above and beyond. So, I mean, if anybody has any questions, like, we welcome. So, if you're in a tech it. startup with nothing but hipsters, just have them come to your corporate event. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we do corporate events. We've done Blue Cross Blue Shield, CHG, uh, Overstock.com. Oh, yeah, that's so, what I'm talking yeah. about. Is there's plenty of Utah tech companies. We're the tech capital of the world these We days. can come with a whole group of our vendor friends and... Come sell in yeah. your parking lot at lunchtime. I mean, the closer you get to Utah County, probably the more likely you are to run into Young Living and and all those other MLMs going, hey, what is this oil crap that you guys <laughs> You know what we event? found, actually, is oh. those people are very educated on what to do with our products. Not necessarily yeah. a threat, but they know how it works, why it works. It's a little bit less of a sales pitch for us, actually. <laughs> and a lot of our products come unscented, so yeah, they great. like that. So then they're like, hey... Just beard oil, and I got some peppermint that I can put on it for you. Yeah. It makes it smell better. <laughs> They're like, do you have unscented? I want to do what I want. Sure. But honestly, like this didn't ever have a super strong smell. 
but it's now pleasant. I don't really smell. I'm yeah, not sure that's our uh, zesty that, citrus, and and not, we use essential oils, so they're not going to be strong. They're What's not going to be perfumey. Oil? An essential oil is if you take a plant and you squeeze it, the life that comes out of it. So it's real. An essential oil, once it's absorbed into your skin, you won't smell it all day. That's a fragrance oil, which is synthetic lab created. So there are differences. Some people will come to me and say, I can't do a fragrance oil. I get a headache. Understand that. Here's an essential oil. It'll go away, you know, in three hours. Um, for people who want that scent to hang around, we can talk to them and help them with that. But that's the beauty of essential oils. It's not something that's going to stay around. These are something that your body feeds, your brain knows what to do with, and it does all absorb. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us. I, I really awesome. appreciate it. It's been a great conversation. This well, has been likewise, awesome. you guys are awesome. Thank you for having us. Thanks for doing the local thing. Hey, it's awesome. Oh yeah, we We're, think it's awesome. That's that's our whole purpose. We we want to enlighten people about what is awesome about Utah. It's you know, it's a great place to live, it's a great place to be in there. And look at what cool of, things come out of it. You know, beard oils, done for dinner. Sometime I'd like to come back and talk about collaborations among all of these small businesses that oh, we'd we love know. To. it's awesome. We'd it was on to. the list. Yeah. We will bring you back. We really strongly believe that one of the reasons why we're still in business is because we are happy for others succeeding. Yeah. Right? You can't be stingy. So our coffee comes from a local guy called Jed at the Bean Hole. Um, collaborations, it's where it's at. You got to yeah. share the love. Well, now that you yeah. say that, you know, I've noticed that kind of throughout all of the Utah local businesses that we have interviewed is that most of them are willing to, oh, yeah, and I get my stuff from here, or, oh, yeah, if you want to do this, call us, or they're all willing to share and help because they become successful and happy, and they've got a great product, and people love it, and why not spread the wealth instead of love. Yes. instead right. of holding it? So so one more question for you guys before I let go. Oh, yeah. Uh, we ask everyone this that's on the show. Um, you guys live in Utah. Have you guys been in Utah most of your life or all your life? Jennifer's been here for about 11 years. I've been here, yes. I grew up in Sandy. So you, you live here in Utah. What's one thing that you would tell people visiting Utah that they had to do before they left the state? you got to go see the Red Rocks. I don't care if it's down in St. George, in Zion, in Moab. got to go see the Red Rocks. For me, even though I'm not of the religious culture, I think going down to Temple Square and just seeing how we got here understand that these people took horse and carriage and these blocks and that's crazy yeah it's insane you know and and while you're here just in the last five years our restaurant industry like our restaurants have mm -hmm. boomed you can go somewhere and get a pretty sweet cocktail right now so i mean some of you know maybe we don't have the nightlife that new york has but we're getting there the restaurants, and probably a little history. You know what we don't have that New York has is crime rate. <laughs> Thank God. Violent <laughs> crime rate. <laughs> so. Well, thanks, guys. We, we really appreciate it. Thank it's you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's going to uh, do it for today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the new Utah podcast. And uh, thanks again the to... The new uh, Utah podcast. That's what I said. No, it's not. The new. The nude?
The new Utah nude. podcast. Bigly, bigly nude. Bigly nude. Thanks again to our guests, Derek and Jennifer. Williams. You guys are a pleasure. Oh, so uh, are you. Thank you for all the treats. Thanks for the donuts and the, the wine uh, and the oils um, and the great and the discussion. Company. The great discussion. It was really fun. Um, you can find their stuff uh, again on, uh, I don't know, I wrote it down, oilskin.com. Oleoskin.com. Oleo is Italian for oli. <laughs> oleo is Italian for oleo. Yes. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you drink good wine and have a donut. Um, yeah, and again, um, so the New Utah podcast will get you twenty five percent off uh, as you're listening to this for the next two weeks. Valentine's is coming um, up. Yeah, so <gasps> chocolates and oils. Chocolates and oils. She would love it. Get her some essential oils, then go down to a local florist and get some rose petals, sprinkle them around the house. No, you don't need uh, rose petals. Those just bed. die. Oh, and no. your cat eats them and dies. All right. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Cats don't die from rose petals. They're good. You can eat them. Some. Um, so, yeah, uh, in this troubling time, um, seriously, if you guys are uh, feeling alone or in the dark, um, need someone to talk to, feel like you can't go through with things, please don't hesitate to call the National Suicide Hotline, uh, 1-800-273-8255, 24 hours a day. Um, you Seven talk, days a week. You can talk to one of us. You can reach us at the New Utah Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, you can reach out to us on Facebook. Um, Jess is no longer looking for socks at VW Southtown, but uh, you can still take her some porn. But yeah, if you just want to pick up a porn, no bag, one, nobody will even send it to me. So I give up on everyone. I'll just find it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jess, look what you've done. Now she has to go look for porn on her own. Yeah, that's, that's a, a scary because she's gonna be like penguin plunge naked. <laughs> some weird shit on the internet. So, um, it's probably a real thing. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Liquid penguins well, jumping like in I the said, water. There is a balloon <laughs> thing. Did every guys tell you guys about the balloon fetish stuff? No. <laughs> oh no. Uh, uh, that's a story for a different day. Yes. Maybe off the air. Um, but if you have a, a foot fetish, you can order chocolate shoes <gasps> from the chocolate truffle shoes. cottage. Wow. <laughs> uh, they are really cool, and uh, they're the size of real shoes. Yes, they are. Uh, it's like a five and a half. I'm convinced I can put it on. Please be safe this weekend if you go watch the Super Bowl. Uh, don't drive drunk. Don't be stupid. Um, yeah, that's it. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All. Have a good night. Hasta la vista. Uh, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> no.